This is Bad Boy Crimes. Hello! We got Arthur. Arthur, I have a question. Oh, yeah? All these people are upset about big businesses, right? They're like, big businesses are ruining small businesses. And during the pandemic, people are like, I started a small business, and a friggin' Walmart is trying to take me out, right? Mm-hmm. That's the eternal debate. Why not just start a big business? Why start a small business to, like, just just start a big one? So you're saying that's their fatal mistake. Yeah. They set their sights too low. Like, why bother with the small one? You, you don't know that you want to do it? If you're not committing, that's on you. It's That's sort of a microcosm of what I have diagnosed as kind of the, the modern disease which is that everyone is afraid of going to the moon. I I don't know that that's true. I think they should be. They're terrified. It's so um, easy. If and you yet- look back at um, perhaps like the GameStop, GameStop stock story, people loved going to the moon back then, you know, in, they in the history. <laughs> Uh, I think that going to the moon is bad. I'm not afraid of it, but I don't think that anyone should do it. They put on a brave face, but trust me, they were all shaking in their boots. Space boots or otherwise? Well, as part of the problem is that they were unprepared for the moon. They were in rain boots. It's it hard to pre- it doesn't rain on to... the moon. There's no atmosphere. You don't know that. Have you ever been to the moon? I've seen it. Of that, I'm sixty percent sure. That's that's pretty sure, actually. That's a pass. Better than coin toss. I don't know that that's true. I think it depends on the the nation, but I believe um, the the tail side is lighter than the head side for most quarters. Maybe in Canada. Mm, that most. seems like the kind of thing you guys wouldn't have figured out yet. Well, I think we're just weighing the odds in our favor. You got massive, heavy head sides and little yeah, itty bitty, slightly rounded tail well, sides. Well, for the for the non Canadians at home, um, the Canadian quarter has the Queen's head on it on one side. Um, good old Queen Ellie, as we call her. Or Lisa. Uh, Beth. No, never Beth. Disrespectful. We we respect the queen here. Ellie or Lisa. Um, And on the tail side is just a moose. So (laughs) not that heavy. Uh, The weight of the queen's brain on one side versus a moose. Do you think the coin flipping economy in Canada would be disrupted if the queen got really fat? Uh, I do think that, actually. I don't know if we would reflect that in the currency. Mm, Out of respect. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know how they would handle that. Well, is she still old as hell on your coins? Uh depends on the age of the coin. But <laughs> oh, they update it. They do update it. So that's kind of in, in the US it's like coins are like old coins are kind of valuable based on their rarity but i assume in canada uh, their value is based on how hot the queen is yeah which is always 10 <laughs> i've you know i've looked at my fair share of queens <laughs> let's just say well it's because um, you got you haven't gotten pornography yet it's still working its way up there what's that you uh, in canada you haven't um sort of yeah, discovered or it hasn't really taken hold pornography yeah, not, yeah so, i don't know what that is mm, oh i see yes even as a concept as a concept i haven't has not reached wow i don't know what that is is that a sandwich uh, i wish have, i would eat a pornography sandwich actually what a porkography folks what is a pork sandwich? Nobody has that. Pulled pork. Uh, yeah, that's fine. You deconstructed my bit. It's not a good bit, though. They deconstructed that pork. Made it tender mm. as hell. Yeah, they you're did. right. I'm having an episode. I'm being manic. <laughs> that's uh, nice. Skill diagnosed me before we started recording as, as having a manic true. episode. He was and correct. I, I could tell before you did. You know me better than I know myself. And that's why we're close personal friends. That's true. Um, you know that we throw coins at strip clubs in Canada? Is that true? Yeah, because we don't have a bill smaller than a five. And we don't want to show too much respect to the women all at once. So we're just we're tossing coins to the Witcher. Uh, the Witcher? It was a video game reference. Oh. Uh, I've only played The Witcher 3, and not all the way through. I be- I haven't played any of them, but I believe in the third one is when they say toss a coin to your Witcher. Well, I should have paid more attention. You shouldn't have. It's not a, it's not a great reference. It's not a great game. People love it. Uh, but yeah, we do throw coins at strippers. Sometimes you get like a whole roll of quarters and you just toss it at them. Just fill a sock. That would be, that would be whirl, frowned upon, I believe. Whirl it around. Like, just like David. They're, they're flying out of a toe hole. <laughs> just smashing beer glasses. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is a true crime podcast where we... Hang out, chat, gab, discuss the crimes you. we commit at strip clubs. I've never committed a crime at a strip club, um, because I've never been inside a strip club. Really? Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I I love strip clubs. Is that factual information? That is that is factually correct. Well, Portland. I don't know if this is still true, but it was a factoid. As a teen in uh, okay. in Oregon, that Portland has the um, the most strip clubs per capita of anywhere in the uh, in the U.S. That's um, quite a stat. So it might be a cultural thing. What were the names of these strip clubs? Union... Tetapotamus. No. 
You respect um, the queen. We respect <laughs> institutionalized nudity. We have dignified you know, names like Union Jacks. <laughs> All right. I guess that's fair. I was going to say um, Canada just got its first sex workers union. Mm. Um, perhaps the first in the world. Um, the, the sex workers are rising up, which I think rules. They're, yeah, they're going to be the new Yakuza, the Canadian Yakuza. That would, I honestly, Yakuchi, I'm for it. I would Uh, play that action game with RPG elements. Not a good reference. (laughs) Yes, it was. All right. Um, I wanted to do more strip club names. Union Jack sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. It's the queen sucks. Uh, all right, I agree. You've twisted my arm. I may get canceled by colonialism, but the queen kind of sucks. Um, St double D's. Was there a was there an St double D's? Oh, I see. And it's yeah, a good one, right? Yeah, yeah. there was. Yes, there was. I forgot that that exists. It's a good name. It's, yeah, it was founded by a woman with um, herpes on her breasts. Yeah. Um, hepatitis C cup? Is that, mm. is that anything? So this is mostly <laughs> disease-based, disease and titty-based. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's how strip clubs are named. I consider I've myself... I've never been in one. I consider myself disease and titty-based. Titty-based, for sure. I'm not sure what kind of diseases you have. Perhaps of the brain. Apparently. Perhaps you have COVID-19. Does, is that, does that change the way you think? Um, no, that's syphilis. Mm, then I have that. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. My nose is falling off. I'm going to get a golden nose. Or was it Silver. Someone, someone famous had a silver nose because of syphilis. I don't know that that's true. I would look it up. I'm not saying it's false. I just don't know that it's true. Um, oh, uh, uh, I want to look it up. I, you're you're going to be proud of me. Um, okay. To avoid mouse noise, mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend gifted me with a mouse pad um, with a photo of her cat. Um so for the, cool. for the good of the podcast, I have acquired that. Now I did leave my it in mouse my car. pad. My mouse pad. <laughs> well, you tried. As previously discussed, thinking about it matters most, as the phrase goes. Um, speaking of a silver nose, you hear about this rapper with gold chains for hair? No. Uh, he. He had surgically implanted hooks into his head, and then he hooks like a gold chain onto his scalp. Um, his name is Dan Sir, D A N S U R. Um, and he's like, I, I really hope other rappers don't jack my swag. Mm. Uh, I'm going to. It looks like it sucks to have. Uh, it must, I bet it's nice having had long hair. Uh, it really does weigh a lot, and it's like yeah. it really is refreshing to like get it 
like to cut it off and then to feel like that weight off and to feel that every single night as you hang up each of your hairs individually on a uh, small hook. Yeah, yeah. You already have too many hairs in my opinion. Um, and I'm wondering like what happens when his hair grows back? Like, can he get a haircut for his regular hair or is he, I don't know what he did with his scalp. Yeah. I wonder if he does grow it out. I wonder how that would look. I bet it would make it a lot more complicated to hook the chains in. Yeah. You know, I am imagining this as something he has to do every morning. That is probably not true. I think he does. I guess he has to, I believe he takes it out to shower at the very least. And you wouldn't want to leave it in, I guess, because you'd wake up with, chain imprints all over your face yeah and um as soldier boy famously said you gotta turn your swag on in the morning right you can't leave it on all night you'll run out (laughs) you're gonna waste it waste it on your dreams yeah you ever have a swag dream that's where i use up all of my swag i got none left for my waking life i can tell um, I don't think I've ever had a swag dream. I did today dream about going to Dairy Queen at an amusement park. So, oh, that's swag. That's fairly swag, I guess. Dairy Queen, if you want to slide in those DMs, sponsor the pod. Slide go for in those it. DQs. Mm. You know what I mean? I do. You catch my I drift? Mean, my I mean, insinuation. I, I don't understand the the meaning behind it, but I do get the reference. I think you do. Direct uh, quote tweets. Yes. All right. Dairy Queen, quote tweet me on anything. (laughs) That's that's how it works. Just, Just talk about me on the public timeline. That's fine. I won't be upset. You can say whatever you want. Wendy's also free. Feel free to slide in. Um, you're very rude on Twitter. Be rude to me. That's fine. That happens. I'm done. I've achieved my goals. <laughs> yeah, st- Wendy's or Dairy Queen. Tell me to stop this podcast and I will. <laughs> you to me are God. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've heard of the Godfather. You're the pod fathers. I mean, I, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Wendy's, start your own podcast. I think it's time. I think we've had enough. Who was the rapper? He's very famous, and I just, it's, it, two I chains. Like it passed me by. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask who was the rapper with two chains. Okay, thank oh, you. Oh, that? That's Titty Boy. <laughs> Wasn't he Titty Boy for like a decade? Yeah. And it didn't work out. Uh, he has said in an interview that he'll always be Titty Boy in his heart. So uh, I think he still likes it. Did you know that he is 44 years old? It's actually younger than I thought. That makes sense. Yeah, he's he's old. Anyway, who's this rapper that you're talking about? 
Oh, he's one of the most famous rappers in the world, and it's embarrassing that I don't know him well enough to remember his name. But he's the right. guy. Um, no, he's uh, he's younger. Uh, he's he got that um, like twenty million dollar diamond embedded Lil in his forehead. Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, Lil Uzi Vert. Um, I I really feel for him because. I know he had planned on doing that for a long time and it must've felt so bad to look in the mirror for the first time and realize that it sucks. It just looks like shit. Horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Not a good idea in my opinion, but you know, I sympathize with his imagining it as looking extraordinarily cool. (laughs) It seems like he just watched like a Marvel movie. Like, isn't that what Vision looks like? I've never seen a Marvel movie. Uh, I believe the Vision does have a jewel in his forehead. Um, Nailed it. Yeah, so very good job. Thank Uh, you. um, But I think he should have added a backlight. I think that would have helped a lot. A little LED. Yeah. He could could have powered it with his brain, just stick a little uh, electrode in there, like a potato clock. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that that would work out fine. And the harder he I thinks, mean, he's it, already he's already embedding a diamond in his head. It can't be that much worse for you. Yeah, to embed a, an electrode in your brain. Stick it in one of the parts you're not using, and then the harder you think about rap, the, yeah. the brighter it gro- glows. So you could tell when he's not really freestyling. Yeah, when he's powering on, when he's when he's at the height of his powers, you'll know. Because he'll be shooting a laser beam. You know what? If that was his intention, I think that he he didn't execute it perfectly, but great idea. <laughs> the technology is not there yet, but, you know, he's a pioneer. You ever, yeah, think, his name, you ever think his name kind of sounds like Lucifer if you say it too quickly? Hmm. You know, Bert. I, I had not put that together, but I would not shock me if that was part of the intention. But I also it don't know be. the intention behind any like SoundCloud rapper's name. They're all very strange to me. I wish I had kept up. I feel like it's too late for me now. Yeah, it's, it's way too late. Also, I don't think you need to keep up. You think that I tried to I tried to keep up for a while and I was like listening to Lil Soda Boy and I was like, you know what? I don't need to do this. I don't, I don't need to feel like I'm getting lit while I'm walking to work. Yeah, it would, it would be nice to not, um, to not be passing through time and becoming yeah. older. Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. it is a little concerning at times. What are you gonna do? Times, time gets us all. We're all just killing time until time kills us. And that's why my criminal today is time. The greatest murderer of all time. Mm, Interesting. Is that true? I haven't thought about it. It has to be true. (laughs) They never list it. Old age never comes up as like top five causes of death. It's always like obesity, um, diarrhea, and... um, The Holocaust. Yeah. Top five causes of death, the Holocaust. I mean, it's a big one. 
Tell me it's not. I don't know that it is. Like, it's definitely bad and definitely a lot of people died. But I have to imagine that diabetes has killed more than 6 million people. Is this, am I getting canceled right now? You only, you think only 6 million people died in the Holocaust? World War II definitely killed a lot of people. But the Holocaust specifically. You're underplaying, you're underplaying the Holocaust. 6 million and 20 people died. (laughs) I'll give you 20. Okay. (laughs) You basically don't think it happened. That's how much you're undercutting it right now. Um, I'm rounding down and saying that you don't think it happened. That's, you know... It's all fair. Thank you. You have to um, respect what I'm saying. I wanted to complain, but honestly, you're never wrong. That's true. I don't know that you've ever been wrong once. Um, on the show or off? No, yeah, I was trying to. I was racking my brain and trying to think of one time. Uh, I've no. been wrong a few times. Name one. I can't. <laughs> I'm just like giving myself, like I can't think of one, but probably. Um, let's see. One time. In ninth grade, I did a presentation about how the Dr. Seuss book, The Sneetches, which is the the yellow guys with stars on their belly, um, I said that that was the Holocaust. And at the time, I thought that I was like, wow, I'm smart. But looking back, I think it may not have been the Holocaust. I was just reading too much into the star shape. So... You went from thinking that six million people died to thinking that uh, it was a fictional event in a children's book. Yes. Which I can now admit, probably wrong. That's one of my probabilities. This is a terrible podcast for you. Uh, it might be. <laughs> you know, the I don't cast know if is I'm young. coming off. I don't know if I'm coming off the best right now. <laughs> Folks, the Holocaust definitely happened. And the way I know is because uh, Hitler wouldn't have killed himself if it didn't. <laughs> that's the that's the smoking gun that I have, is that... He was too mentally the, strong. He had to have done if something If the Holocaust really didn't happen, why is Hitler dead? <laughs> Can't explain that. Folks, my criminal this week, Hitler. Um, kind of a rude man. He's always pushing veganism on these people. It's like, just fucking let people live their own lives, you know? You know, uh, I would say that not letting people live their own lives is ultimately his greatest crime. It's It's true. Oh, stop smoking. Shut up, dude. We don't even know that's bad for you yet. (laughs) Yeah, well, I do, you know, look, bad guy. I relate to his love of amphetamines. Yeah. Uh, But that's it. 
It's, That's the line. You also like art. <clears throat> okay, those two things, and that's it. Hard uh, line. We're also very charismatic public speakers, but I'm telling you, those three things. Yeah. And we you have also initials. Mm-hmm, and yes. And we also have excellent taste in uh, in in jackets and cars. Yeah. But beyond um, those five things, nothing. All right. Not beyond those five, there's not one thing. All right. I'll let the audience decide. <laughs> you know what? Litigate this conversation in the iTunes review section. Just look, a lot of people aren't going to see it if you tweet us or if you put it in the Discord, but. A lot of people look at these iTunes reviews, uh, and that'll be there forever. It's more permanent than Sharpies. That's true. It's the smartest line from the social network. The internet isn't written in pencil. (laughs) It's written in Sharpies. Very, you know, Dan Fincher did audition to write this podcast. David Fincher. What did I say? You said Dan Fincher. I did. I I was gonna let you finish. I obviously wasn't gonna let that go, but I was gonna yeah. let you finish your idea, and then I was gonna uh, fucking pounce on you. Well, I pounced on myself. I know it's yeah. David Fincher. You be. I don't know. I don't even know if he wrote the social. Aaron Sorkin wrote the Social Network. How great's Aaron Sorkin, folks? That sort of cheapens when you say that about anyone else (laughs) (laughs) he's he's a good writer i think i mean he he has like almost no concept of how people interact in the real world but i I, witty snippy dialogue i was all on i was a defender of him for a long time but there i'll send you some clips there are some extremely compelling and embarrassing <laughs> compilations of him reusing phrases no one uses, like in, oh, yeah. in totally I've, separate projects. I've I've noticed that also. He does a lot of weird things. Um, and in Studio Sixty, he's doing like his SNL parody thing, which like he wrote the comedy sketches, which you shouldn't do as a not funny person. Yeah, why would the least funny person in the world choose to? Choose to write that, that show. Like you can, the the show, writing the show is fine, but have comedians write the sketches. Or acknowledge that the the show that they are writing is terrible. That's like, that was a strong, a strong point of 30 Rock, which I've been rewatching. Like 30 Rock holds up very well. A lot of it does. Uh, Some of it does. All thanks to Donald Glover. That's right. Um, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. It's a great song. I believe he wrote that. Uh, I haven't heard it, but I believe it also. But the show they're making, like it, it works because they acknowledge and they like really hammer home that the show they're making is bad. Uh, yeah, on that I think show. that you should do that. Um, the problem I had with it was he was treating the writers of SNL ish um, as famous celebrities that people swarm in the streets asking for autographs which would not happen 
No one's asking for Joe Mandy's autograph. I don't know what Joe Mandy does. I know I've been writing I've been writing for Saturday Night Live for fifteen years and I live in my brother's guest room. That's honestly all true. I believe you wrote um Elon Musk uh Wario Court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was me. I not only have I seen that, I also wrote it. I was not paid. I uh, I live in a guest room. Uh, yeah. um, nobody's swarming me on the streets, or if they are, it's to kill me. Uh, they might, honestly, particularly after this podcast, where you come off very pro Hitler. You're just listing everything. You're projecting. <laughs> You're listing everything you like about Hitler and how it's the same as you. Okay, well, guess what? My criminal this week is also Hitler, and I'm going to do a better job than you. <laughs> it's, it's not hard to do a better job than me. <laughs> He's, I mean, look, folks, he was manufacturing a lot of heavy artillery, uh, which was bad for the environment, dude. You know how much, you know how much water it takes to make a tank. Come on, there's a crisis out there. Yeah, there's a war on. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about this, Hitler, but there's a war going on. <laughs> People are dying in your building <laughs> tanks. Get your priorities straight. Try building a bridge to the opposition and. <laughs> Just making friends. Uh, R.I.P. Hitler. <laughs> I don't know what this episode is. I, I don't know that this is going well. This is coming off of our um, big spike in listeners from our episode about racist cows. Ooh. Um, I feel like there was a weird spike for that episode, and I feel like it's because I used the word racist cows in the title mm. and gone wrong. Racism gone wrong does numbers on the internet, apparently. Well, that could also be the title for this episode. Just call it part two. <laughs> part two. Um, what if World War II was all cows? You ever think about that? Uh, I haven't, but I have to admit, that would be nuts. <laughs> it would be wild, let me tell you. That seems like a a like a scene, a, a level in a 90s video game. World War II with cows? I mean, yeah. they did it with Conker's Bad Fur Day. That's what I was thinking of, but it wasn't cows, it was squirrels. You're right. It squirrels. Huge it was rats. I don't remember. There were. I think it was squirrels versus uh, someone, and I forget who. Cats, probably. Right. No, was that I think mouse? It was rats. I'm thinking of mouse. Yeah. Um. I cows saw were big in the '90s. You ever played Diablo two with hell cows? I played the cow level in Diablo three. I did not realize that was a carryover from previous games it's but i think true. we have gary larson to thank for the preponderance like of cows. yeah 
Gary Larson's a big part of our friendship. (laughs) It all comes like the only time I ever interact with Gary Larson comics is at Jack Astor's, which is a a snarky restaurant in Canada that puts them on the wall. Mm. And then the, the wait staff have snarky sayings on the back of their shirt. I would say ours is the only relationship in my life that Gary Larson cartoons are a part of at all or ever have been. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to say the same for me. <laughs> Gary Larson, bad boy of the week. You've ruined my friendship with woo, woo. Arthur. Oh, right. Bad like crime. I was doing yeah. the Arsenio. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's bad. Pound. He's Arsenio. Michael Jackson bad. Oh, Gary yeah. Larson. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about Arsenio Hall and I was. No, I, was I know very little launch. about Arsenio Hall. I, I, I watched. Was, I was I recently watched. very poorly informed defense. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I recently watched Arsenio Hall interviewing Nancy Cartwright in like 97 or something. Um, Interesting interview. She talked about being Bart Simpson, which seems to be all she talks about. Did Scientology come up at all? Is she the Scientologist or is that? That's Leah Remini. Oh, excuse me. Who plays uh, Kevin Smith's wife. What's his name? I'm bad with names, dude. What? Who am I th- Kevin James. Oh. Kevin Smith is the the genius director. The greatest filmmaker of all time. Yep. What if Kevin Smith directed a movie written by Aaron Sorkin? What would that look like? Hmm. I guess if I had to speculate, it would look like the greatest movie ever made. It, it, would, uh, it would look like I, I have to agree <laughs> honestly I bet it would uh, um, I guess suck <laughs> you know it's a compelling <laughs> argument if I had to be honest if you're demanding an honest reaction my guess Dude. would be that I wouldn't like that movie <laughs> No, not at all. Um, speaking of movies, we talked about this recently on a, a Patreon episode, but this Mario movie starring Chris Pratt, Chris P. Rat, the role he was born to play. I have to disagree. I <laughs> I think that it's uh, poor casting. Um, like honestly, put a real like. Look, probably not going to be Italian. I understand the industry has something out against Italians. Ever since James Gandolfini died, there's no Italians in Hollywood anymore. I get it. Everyone loved uh, him so much. They're, they were so pissed that he died. They said, we, we're gonna we get can't revenge. lose another one. We can't get close to them anymore. <laughs> uh, it's like my look, parents won't buy another dog because they love the last one too much. Honestly, I get it. Um, yeah, you look, he's not going to be Italian, at least make him fat. Like someone suited to the role of Mario, in my opinion, um, James Corden Mm. would have been good. 
What if Chris Rudy. Pratt got fat again? Yeah. Like, like after after losing all that weight and getting hot um, after Parks and Rec, what if he fully committed to becoming to having an Italian plumber body? Um, no, I still wouldn't like it. Yeah, I don't think I that don't would either. Think, I don't think Chris Pratt should be in this movie. Not even as Yoshi? No, I think Yoshi should be um, Michael Sarah. Mm, Yoshi is shy. That's shy guy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I believe Yoshi's a woman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in the original feature film, Yoshi was an actual dinosaur created by Dennis Hopper. So, uh, I guess the Who's gender's up for debate. Who's to say? Did you see, uh, have you seen the original, the 90s no, Mario? I have not. I've chosen, out. I've chosen to avoid it after Miyamoto, um, demanded that there never be another Nintendo film. So I don't know what's up with this. Maybe it's because this one's animated, probably. Yeah, I'm actually kind of I'm surprised. I didn't know that was a decree he made, but I guess it makes sense because I can't think of another one. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talk of like a Zelda movie oh. at one point. Um, in like 2012 or something, people were like, oh my God, Christopher Nolan is directing a Ocarina of Time movie. And it's going to be on Netflix. And nothing ever happened with that. That is one of the most 12-year-old yeah. rumors that yeah. a person could ever imagine. Yeah. I, I don't know why Christopher Nolan would do a video game movie. Um, like, immediately after Inception and The Dark Knight. Be like, yeah, I'm, now I'm going to do Zelda. I mean, if it was like 10 or 15 years earlier, I think probably a comic book movie and a video game movie would seem like equally stupid. Yeah. Uh, or like like a risk for a director to take. Um, but what was the year? It was 2012, you said? Yeah, around 2012. It's too late to be thinking that. We have to put away <laughs> childish things. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of putting away childish things... Here's a bad boy for you. Getting into the meat of the podcast. I can't wait. Um, Now, this is a man. Unknown identity. This just happened September 21st. Recent story. Um, Where is this? This is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hollandale Beach. That's where I'm from. Is that true? No. I didn't think so. Um, you're from the the Bay, as I recall. The Bay of Eugene, Oregon. That's what I'm talking about. Several hours inland. <laughs> There's bays inland. There's lakes. There's a river nearby, I'm yeah, sure. I know. You don't need to justify. Obviously, what you said makes sense because it's true. Uh, anyway, this is Fort Lauderdale. Um, at a Wendy's, believe it or not, sponsor of the show, just consumed the Wendy's. Um, 
Very good. Love Wendy's. Wendy's sponsor the show. It's a great little. It's a great little restaurant. They should go uh, international. I think. Uh, in the drive-through, an argument erupted. Um, one a.m. Tuesday morning. Um, quite recent, and uh, three people shot to death. How are you going to get in that much of an altercation at a drive-through? Um, so well, maybe the, they were mad. They seem to have been mad. Um, so the quote from the captain, Captain Megan Jones of the Hollandale Beach Police Department. Uh, there was some type of altercation in the drive-thru of the Wendy's, at which time the report came in that there were shots fired. Um, they're still conducting interviews to get the overall picture of what happened. Uh, so three dead people with apparent gunshot wounds. Um, all adults pronounced dead at the scene. Um, and they did confirm none of the deceased appear to be Wendy's employees. Could, oh, be, could be Wendy's employees of a different Wendy's that was just going to the drive-thru of this one. Yeah, but that would be a real busman's holiday. <laughs> sure. Um, and Megan Jones finishes by saying, we don't believe that there is anyone out there intending to do additional harm to the public. Which, whew. But there is still someone on the loose who has murdered three people. Uh, but they yeah. they didn't mean it. They didn't. They don't want to hurt anybody else. They were just having a bad day. This shooting was a joke gone too far. Um, I don't know that you can report that, as we don't believe there is anyone intending to do additional harm to the public. Um, as a police captain, you should know that that's basically never true. <laughs> uh, I think it's, you know, Republican style misinformation, if you ask me. Mm. Getting political. You know, I just heard this phrase um, uh, fake news. Oh, interesting. And I, you know, you hear a phrase and you suddenly you start to like apply it everywhere, even places where it doesn't, it doesn't apply. But I'm going to say this is, uh, this is some classic Republican style fake news. Interesting. Um, I thought you would be more interested in calling it lying press. Mm. A quote made famous by your namesake, Adolf Hitler. Uh, this is a very Hitler my name, episode. My name is not Adolf Hitler. That is my nickname. Yeah, how'd you get that nickname? On a different Discord. All right. Fair enough. Um, so that's that's the whole crime. A dude got angry. He crashed into. Um, there is a, a Kia Optima and a Hyundai Sonata that were involved in a collision. At the drive-thru, and three people are dead. But don't worry. There's no one who wants to do any harm to the public. Um, so if you are in the Fort Lauderdale area, it's fine. Go to Wendy's. They're good. Wow. 
three people were murdered. Where do you find this stuff? Uh, I actually saw this on local news while I was at work in the break room. They have a TV playing the news. Wait, why was it on local news in Toronto? We don't have that much news. Like, but that's not even, that wouldn't be on the news anywhere in the U.S. That seems like it would barely make the news in Florida. Yeah. Um, We got it here, let me tell you. You're taking our excess news, the news we don't need. Shipping you guys have too much. <laughs> One of America's biggest exports is news. <laughs> I was just like, we don't need this one. Sell this to Canada. They'll love it. Um, yeah, that was on TV. Uh, to be fair, I was watching it at 3 a.m. So oh, The, the 3 a.m. local news? Yeah. You don't have that? You don't watch that? You know, I don't know. I said that like it doesn't exist, and I just don't watch local news. I'm poorly informed, so uh, I'm in no place. I think it's reruns. I'm not sure. I would hope. I wouldn't think that you would need a 24-hour Toronto news channel. Well, they're, they're telling us about other places. But you, I don't know. They got their finger on the pulse of the city. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is what the people, they don't want to know it, but they need to know it. They're clamoring. What if they wanted to vacation in Fort Lauderdale, go to Wendy's, and you'd be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Here's the thing. You should. Uh, but they might think that they shouldn't. Wendy's, look, I could mount a smear campaign right now about how people are constantly being murdered yeah dave fucking dave what a creep i don't know i'm the jury's out on dave right now but i'm glad he's dead i killed him (laughs) i the last time i said i'm glad someone is dead i got some looks on this podcast and it was someone much worse than good old Dave. I forget his last name, which is why I haven't said it. Um, I'll, I'll, I can guess his last name. Sanders. Dave Sanders. Oh, I was going to say Hitler. Okay. What's his name, folks? Folks at home, it's not Dave Sanders. Let me tell you. Wendy's Dave. Dave Thomas. Um. He died in two. Oh, interesting. He died in two thousand two. You know where? Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh no! The Wendy's murder capital of the world. It might be. Honestly, more people have died surrounded by Wendy's in Fort Lauderdale than anywhere else in the world. Wow. Well, you know, I'm I'm actually kind of grateful because. Uh, when you said 2002, I thought maybe he died in the September 11th attacks. No. Um, he could have been. Yeah. The most famous event of 2002. That's my character, the guy who's one year off. Yeah. Um, it's still, it's a work in progress. I shouldn't have debuted him. <laughs> he wasn't ready. Yeah. 
that's fine. Um, speaking of 9-11, though, um, I mentioned this on the Patreon as well, that I have a new racist coworker. Um, and he's a very weird guy. He talks a lot about how communism is destroying America, where we don't live, mm-hmm. uh, just for the record. Uh, he also, out of nowhere, as a white person, to me, another white person said, I don't know if this company hires white people. And I had to just give him a look. Uh, but he asked me where I was on 9-11. Where and... are you on it? Like, how do you think it was right or wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, me personally, I think it sucked ass. But the people who did it think it was good. So, honestly, there are two sides to the issue. I don't want to I don't want to choose a side particularly. You know who you're talking to. You don't want to step on toes. Exactly. So I'm more of a 9-11 centrist, uh, but where I was physically is I was in a third grade classroom, uh, and he told me that he was 18 years old, in New York, in the city, saw people in business suits running away crying, and said, what is this, a subway commercial? And then I asked him, how old are you now if you were 18 in 2001? And he said he was 33, which... um, the math on that does not work out. No, 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 no. Could this so, racist be a liar? I believe that he's a liar. Um, and I separately in a different conversation, uh, I believe that he said he's never left Canada. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But uh, there's if you're interested in this character, check out the latest Patreon episode. You'll get a lot more lore on this man. Um, I'm sure there's more to come. He's he's a very strange fellow who I have done my best to try to convince to quit. Um, Not to quit being racist. No, because that would be awkward. That would be a confrontation. But I did push him towards like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you quit this job and then worked full time doing what you love? And he was like, should I quit right now? And I'm like, don't quit, like, this second, but, like... Because just, you, you would have had to take over? Yeah, yeah, I would have had to have done his job. But I'm like, look, just tell him, like, Friday is going to be your last day. And he was like, you know, I should. And I don't know if he did. But we'll that, see. That 9-11 story is very interesting because it's... The sort of the two kind of hinge points on it that he could be lying about are two of the most common things uh, men lie about, which is how old they are and uh, being there on 9 11. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's a real who's who of um, stolen valor, I guess. Where were you on 9 11? Uh, my parent, my house. All right. I saw it, baby. I saw. What are you doing at home? Shouldn't you have been in school? Different coast, idiot. <laughs> All right, you got me. <laughs> That's fair. You're watching the news. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I think uh, my parents watch it every morning, so it was it was just sort of on. Yeah. And I, Did you go to school after that? 
Uh, well, when I saw the second tower go down, I thought, wow, the news really is boring. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. This show sucks. <laughs> Who's writing this? Both of them go, okay. Yeah, Unbelievable. right. <laughs> what is this, Star Wars? You just do a second one? Cool. <laughs> that was my reaction. I was the first time, it was the first time I ever used air quotes. It was, they were new at the time. Yeah. Uh, I sure hope someone got fired for that blunder. My parents just holding each other in front of the TV, weeping. I, I, I turned to them and I just go, my only, it's my only reaction. It was my first, I, I was 10 years old. It was my first word I ever spoke. Yeah. Uh, I said, wow. That's cool. Yeah, then I got on my motorcycle and I went to school. (laughs) You know, I believe it, actually. You know what? I I really enjoy lying about 9-11. I think your co-worker's onto something. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It is. I should start lying about 9-11. But like, I'm I'm not in a... It's not believable. I need to find a believable lie about 9-11. Um, I read a book about 9-11. Did you know that after the towers went down, America grounded all flights in U.S. airspace? Which yes. meant... Which meant a lot of planes... Landed in Canada without our permission because they're like, well, we can't land in New York, so let's just cross the border. And we were like, uh, do we know who's on these planes? Are they terrorists? Like, we don't know. It's And America was like, I don't care. It's not our problem now. We got other shit going on. So you just had uh, to execute all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just mass executing plane by plane. Two shots to the back of the head. Mounted death squads. Um, yeah. Real rude behavior. But. Um, Do you want to. Can you. I could say. Crack, I'm sorry. I could say that I lived in a small town that accepted some of these planes. And I went to help. Provided food to these starving passengers. Trying to get to Montana. And then what if one of them was a terrorist? And it was me. (laughs) I'm like, now's my chance. Now this line's getting good. (laughs) Do you want to practice um, telling a longer form lie um, while I piss? Because I need to do that. Sure. Thank you. I can do that. Fucking Arthur, dude. There's five minutes left of this podcast and he can't hold it. Are you kidding me, dude? You haven't even done your crime yet. Like, what is what is going on here? I'm out here solo dolo. Coach isn't here. He's dropped the ball. He's abandoned me once again. And now I'm out here dealing with this friggin' guy who doesn't even want to be here, apparently. He's just going on and on about Adolf Hitler. Like, what are you doing? And now he's going to get up to leave five minutes left. Like show a little 
dignity, show a little respect to these three people who lost their lives in a Wendy's drive-thru. You can't even say RIP to the victims, dude. You can't even give a little bit of reverence. You're just out here cracking jokes. Like, come on, dude. This is so unbelievably unprofessional bullshit that I can't even fathom it. And that's why I love Arthur. <laughs> he is back. Um, Hello, Arthur. If your insinuation is that you're lying when you say you love me. Well, we'll see. Then you can listen back to the tape and you'll see what what's what. I will crash a fucking 747 <laughs> into your yeah. house. They'll think uh, they'll think I missed my target. Let me go on that tangent for a second. In 2003, Eminem released a song in which he said Shady Records was 80 seconds away from the towers. Those cowards fuck with the wrong building they meant to hit ours. Which implies that he thinks 9-11 was supposed to be on Eminem. And he was like, the only reason they didn't fuck with me specifically is because they think the American government is easier to take down. Well, that is one of the top rap beefs of all time. Yeah. It's Eminem and Osama Bin Laden. Osama Bin Laden never hopped on a track, to my knowledge. Which I think shows that he was above it all. <laughs> it's like when Drake doesn't respond to Joe Budden and you're like, yeah, I get it. You don't then, need to talk to him. Then suddenly there's a rain of airplanes over Joe <laughs> Budden's house. <laughs> what if 9-11 was supposed to be against <laughs> Joe Budden? <laughs> Honestly, I think everything would have been fine if they attacked Joe Budden as as planned. Um, I, who is hey. Joe Budden? That's a name that I like. I see that I know nothing about. I know he was a rapper, and then is like yeah, a he was a rapper. And, yeah, and I got a that's basically it. He was um, he was in um, what's that Slaughterhouse Five? Slaughterhouse is just Slaughterhouse. That's the Kurt Vonnegut novel, Slaughterhouse Five. Um, Slaughterhouse, known famously for um, having Crooked Eye in it. I, uh, I I instigated your explaining this, and then I. Yeah. And you've realized leaving that you, you totally you leaving care. you out to dry because I have nothing you to care say. so little, <laughs> um, which is fair, honestly. Joe Budden, uh, he's not an interesting man. The one thing he did is interview Pusha T after the story of Adidon. Um, and he also, you know, he became president. He did become president. I forgot about that. Um, he was, we have the same birthday, different years. Um, What's your birthday skill? I guess we'll never know. I'm going to look up Joe Budden's birthday. Go for Intense it. Intense detective work. Yeah. What if I'm lying? What if this is known as a lie? Oh, no. I shouldn't have encouraged this behavior. 
Well, if you're lying, and all we've talked about lying about is September 11th, then I think I know what your birthday is. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking of lying, pretty close. Further away than September 11th, but the right month. Um, Dave Thomas, his first name is Rex. What is this nonsense? Well, he is a big SCTV fan. S Club 7 television. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've only seen the commercials. I don't know what SCTV stands for. Oh, it was an old sketch show that I've never seen that I'm, yeah. I am pretty confident. Uh, it was like Eugene Levy and uh, Fred Willard. In the, I believe and, that you're thinking of this hour is 22 minutes. Uh, it's possible I'm getting the actual names wrong. SCTV uh, is definitely a sketch show. Yes. Um, that I never watched. You know who else has a fake name in Hollywood? Who? Michael J. Fox. What's his real yeah. name? Is it Adolf well, Hitler? <laughs> it's, it might as well be. Let me tell you. Um, so, Michael J. Fox. What do you imagine the J stands for? James. Johnson. Jonathan. Right? There's not that many J names. You know what it fucking stands for? Andrew. Andrew. Interesting. Andrew. His middle name is Andrew. Okay. I was going to guess... I was kind of going in two different directions because at first I thought maybe his real name was Adolf Hitler and that's why he changed it. And then I thought maybe his middle name, like the J, was for Jewish. Um, (laughs) But I see I was wrong about both, so... Yeah. Not, Not actually related to the Holocaust at all. I'm trying to stay on theme. It's not a theme that we should be on. So. But it's the theme we've got. It's true. Also, um, I may have been wrong about that, but I was right about SCTV. It's a Canadian sketch television show that Dave yeah. Thomas and Eugene Levy uh, were Dave on. Dave Thomas was on it? Yes. Not the Wendy's guy. The, uh, he, there's another <laughs> Dave Thomas. Uh, but um, Fred Willard no, was not on it. That's a theme. Oh, John Candy was on it. In conclusion, suck me off. You know, I was thinking about this, actually. Uh, I wanted to bring this up at the beginning, but I did that small business bit instead. Um, I think we need to update the language around sexuality. Okay. I think, uh, like, it started off being called, like, a blowjob. I don't know if it started off that way, but as far as I'm concerned, it did. Um, and then it moved to like head and we've kind of stayed there. Sometimes you will say like face, but like, yeah, it's like, I think we need to update a little bit. I think people should start saying noggin. (laughs) Like the children's television program or channel. Sure. Sure. It's like, she gave me some noggin in the back Mm. of the back of the lack. Um, uh, Shorty gave me bean. <laughs> yeah, you get it. I trepanned. I trepanned, Shorty. It's good. 
I can't imagine you have ever called a woman shorty in your life outside of this moment. It's because I'm so tall, I don't need to. It's implied. Yeah. How tall are you? Six foot seven? Yeah. Just say yes. <laughs> now it's on record. Now you could point any any shorties in the area to this podcast and be like, look, it's verified. Uh, and please do point shorties in your area to this podcast. Not enough shorty listeners. I, I think that's true. I believe a large portion of our audience is male. I, uh, the one time, like, because Instagram gave me an advertising credit, and they do, they keep very careful track of who, like, who watches your advert, like, yeah. uh, advertisements. Uh, just their algorithm, like, who they kind of decided my uh, animations would appeal to most. They, they had, like, a, a graphic of ratio uh-huh. of men to women. And it was, I'm not exaggerating, but what they had decided was that it was most effective to advertise to 98% men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was rounding down because the actual number of men they or women they had advertised to was zero. <laughs> uh, that sounds like false advertising on the advertiser's behalf. Uh, I think that they should be advertising to women who would love your uh, animation about uh, failure. Uh, I watched it. Oh, thank you. Well, I was uh, hoping for more in that series, actually. I just I'm self-conscious because uh, that is a series where I just um, just give monologues, basically. And it is just so my it's so my instinct just be pedantic and just uh, uh, talk forever. So to indulge what I know to be my worst uh, habits seemed like a. A losing approach. After you've encouraged me to lie about 9-11. I think it's good to lie about 9-11. But me talking about my own insecurities for too long seems like a bad habit. (laughs) Yeah, we were, we were, uh, uh, we are the victims of our, our parents' generation desperately overcorrecting for their, for their parents uh, being emotionally closed off. We share too much. It's not productive yeah, or healthy. I think everyone's broken at this point. I think that we've gone too far. I don't know if humanity was supposed to last this long. Yeah, it's time to let the fire fade. Uh, I mean, the fire's rising, I think. Well, I'm speaking in Dark Souls terms. Uh, I was thinking about the Earth. It's important for, just for context, to always think about everything I'm saying. Um, in Dark Souls. In Dark Souls. Terms. Okay. That's fair. Um, I've, I've put it off long enough. Do you mind if I share my criminal? I would love if you shared your criminal. Uh, my criminal is the, the painter Caravaggio. You've definitely seen a lot of his paintings. He's an Italian. Uh, uh, he was born in 1571. Um, you might recognize his painting... His painting's Head of Medusa. Oh, 
He does the religious paintings, of course. Well, uh, his most famous, I would say like among his most famous are Head of Medusa, Beheading of St. John the Baptist, Judith Beheading, uh, uh, Holofarnes. I don't know, I wrote it down, I have bad handwriting. Um, uh, David with the head of, uh, of Goliath, and Basket of Fruit. He's obsessed with heads. He didn't let me finish. I'm sorry, but he is obsessed with heads. Just because I did a horrible job presenting a bit does not give you the right to cut it off before I get to the funny outlier, which is Basket of Fruit. I'm sorry. Never mind. He's obsessed with noggin, if you ask me. (laughs) I wonder if he was predicting this podcast. In many ways, yes. Maybe he wasn't even conscious of it. But on some level, he had to know. You know what's weird? What? You said he was born in 1592 or something? 1571. Um, He died in the 1600s. He never even heard of Hitler. Wow. Ignorant much? (laughs) I think about that a lot of like... Like, it starts with animals. You're like, giraffes don't know sharks exist. They're just unaware completely. Yeah, and the moment they become aware of sharks, it really is too late to do anything about it, to prepare. I Would a shark eat a giraffe? I guess it has to. Given the right circumstances, a shark is capable of almost anything. I agree. I'm going to look up vampires and giraffes for a second. Okay. Just, uh, just vamp for a second. It sounds like that's what you're doing. Uh, it is. And let me tell you, I'm unimpressed with these results. Are you looking up in particular, like, how, like, like vampires suckling at the neck of a giraffe like baby pigs? I, I feel like vampires would love giraffes because they have so much neck. But I don't think they have more blood. Than a proportional, uh, an animal of similar but volume. It's, it's easy. Like, I put on a turtleneck, vampires are done. What are you going to do? They're, I mean, we still buy packaged food. Yeah. You just have to Look, be unwrapped. Gonna, Maybe that makes I'm it not, more satisfying to make you nude. That's probably part of it for some of them. I don't know. Look, I don't know how to hunt. I'm not a, like, I don't oh, even know where sandwiches it. grow. I don't know how to <laughs> There must be a lot of different pasta plants for it to be in all these shapes. It's true. Um, that was a great innovation of, uh, you know, people say, like, pe- people have the impression that native, like, or indigenous peoples were um, sort of primitive, but they were actually the first um, people to actually breed pasta into a bow tie. Do you think what's weird is bow tie pasta probably existed before bow ties, right? I have no way of knowing that. <laughs> I I'm gonna assume the timelines. Maybe this is stupid of me. Those timelines are right on top of each other for me as to like when those <laughs> they could have came happened. together. It was <laughs> it was just parallel thinking in different parts of the world. Both like the inventors of each thing are so pissed at each other because they think the other <laughs> they one's They both small. named it Bowtie. <laughs> Obviously. <It's just> coincidence. <laughs> uh, honestly true. Uh, so vampire giraffes, 
there's right, like right. Two... getting back to the thing we were talking about <laughs> yeah uh there's like two cartoons of a vampire suckling at a giraffe's neck and a lot of photographs which i assume are photoshopped of a giraffe with vampire fangs hmm. eating a branch <laughs> Seems like if you're going to Photoshop, you should, you know, if you have so many source photos to choose from, don't choose the one that contradicts your premise. <laughs> Unless uh, it's sucking well, on the branch. No, not really. It's kind of like eating. It's not using the fangs at all. Given that, uh, given that branch some sloppy noggin. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, that's folks do better. Uh, anyway, this uh, carton vaginal. I was going to say Caravaggio does, uh, it's, well, I'll get to that. Uh, uh, I'll get to the thing that I was going to say that is basically what you just said. Okay. Uh, so a little biography, of course, this is a history podcast after all, uh, uh, his family, uh, oh, uh, his father was Fermo Marixio, which is a clown's name. It is a clown's name. Uh, Fermo the, uh, the clown. And uh, Fermo moved his family to Caravaggio. I Fermo assume... is like the the entertainer on a cruise ship made for furries. You're just saying that because of the popular comedian Fermo the Entertainer. <laughs> you caught me. I did directly steal that name from the last show I attended before the pandemic. A super spreader event. Uh, that's how it was advertised. It, <laughs> but it was before anyone knew. People didn't know what that was. What they, does Fermo know that we don't? Who's, who's heard from Fermo recently? <laughs> What's he doing now? Okay, so Fermo moved his family to the town of Caravaggio, which is where Caravaggio mm. gets his name. His real name is something else. I don't remember and did not write it down uh, i assume as an italian man fermo moved his family there because caravaggio sounds like a place where you would get pussy in a car um yep. uh, oh yeah he did that to Nailed. escape the plague oh thank you um uh but the joke was on him because fermo and his father uh died on the same day of the plague and you can only hope that Fermo's father died before Fermo because no parent should see the death of their child. Yeah. Um, so that left Caravaggio in the town of Caravaggio. No, he still had his mom, but then she died. I don't know how. Uh, so then he was an orphan. Do your research. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, Caravaggio grew up, became an excellent painter of, beheadings and fruits mm-hmm. uh, uh but over that over the course of his life which was relatively short he went to trial at least 11 times this was uh in rome ultimately uh uh his crimes let's see my handwriting um is so I you wrote stuff down it's my handwriting is so interesting <laughs> i get distracted in the intricacies of it yeah um, I've never to... known a white man to have good handwriting. I do genuinely have beautiful handwriting. But it's illegible, yeah. even to yourself. Yes. You know, 
It's gorgeous. Look at it. Folks, I'm going to screenshot this for the Patreon. In fact. <laughs> oh, Christ. I don't should, I should look at what part of my journal I'm showing you. Yeah, no one's going to read it. I'll put it sideways. Okay. There's no way they could decipher that. The programs, the software hasn't been developed yet. We need quantum computing. That's fair. Um, yeah, so he, he went to court. What did he go to court for? Well, I'll tell you, uh, at least some of them, uh, 11 times uh, for crimes, including writing libelous poems, throwing a plate of artichokes at a waiter, and of course, assault with a sword. Assault with a sword. Sounds like you're underselling it a little bit. But because I'm listing it in like no, among those like, much worse crimes? <laughs> absolutely. But um, it, like calling it assault when it's a weapon that you stab people with, I feel like stabbings aren't called assault. Well, maybe he was groping a buttock. Maybe it was a sexual assault. <laughs> He's using it as a he's using it as a paddle to spank someone. It's a broadsword. Because I use it on broads. <laughs> Nailed it. This is this is what a podcast sounds like when, when the co-hosts yes and each other instead of knowing every bit. Yeah, and that's, you know, what's great about this show is that in addition to that being funny, it is also true. Um, so let's see uh, how he treated his... He had a lot of rival painters. He had many enemies. Uh, uh, I'd love to have a, an enemy painter. Uh, Giovanni Baglio something. Uh, Baglioni, I'm going to say. Uh, accused Caravaggio of sending assassins after him. Yeah. That's uh, that's like a real, like, I know you got shooters, don't come for me moment. Mm-hmm. I know you've got stabbers. Yeah. And it's him. <laughs> He's the assassin. Yeah, this, these painting, these painters uh, aren't joking around. Uh, 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 Caravaggio wrote, oh yeah, uh, Baglioni. Caravaggio wrote of one of Baglioni's paintings, that uh, Baglioni should wipe his ass with, this is a quote, quote, as a translation, of course, uh, wipe his ass with it or shove it up the cunt of his friend Cellini's wife because he isn't fucking her anymore with his donkey cock. Interesting final moment <laughs> in that quote. interesting how <laughs> insults have changed. It, it really, it places... Changed. In context, like why it makes it makes sense out of why like old statue like old statues um, all have oh. tiny penises. Yeah, because anything else is embarrassing. I think that a big phallus was an indication of low intelligence, and that remains true. And I'm it's convinced absolutely- of that. It's absolutely true, which is why I'm wrong so frequently on this podcast. (laughs) Arthur, famously at the uh, the start of the episode, claimed to have never been wrong in his life. Let's just... That's just just because I never speak. I never speak because I'm constantly watching cartoons in my head. It's all my blood is being used. 
in my six foot long penis. Okay. There's no blood in my brain. I'm basically in a constant state of brain death. Honestly, me too. But it's, um, it's God willed, I think. Uh, uh, Let's see. You're calling calling someone out for having a donkey cock at the end of insulting them and not using it. Yeah, he's got a huge dick and never uses it. That's honestly that would do well today. If, if <laughs> this you guy's tweet that at someone, <laughs> if you tweet that at someone, I think they'll delete whatever tweet you said. Yeah, it, you know, we should. I'm going to start calling people a waste of good dick. <laughs> I think I'm. You know who wasted their good dick? Adolf Hitler. And that's going to be the name of the episode. <laughs> really, honestly, getting addicted to amphetamines and then killing yourself is a waste of good dick. You know, uh, as someone who feels that fate is inevitable, yeah, I appreciate being seen. You're welcome. So in 1606, Caravaggio killed a man named uh, Ranvicio or whatever, uh, 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 either over a tennis match or a prostitute. And it is likely that Caravaggio was trying to castrate the guy, but was not as good at that as he was at painting. Interesting. It sounds like, um, at least for the time, killing someone over a prostitute on a tennis court is 15 love. (laughs) I don't quite know the scoring conventions of tennis well enough to, to feel like I totally understand that. Love means zero and 15 means one. Mm. But also, he loved a 15-year-old prostitute, presumably, as was custom at the time. Uh, that all checks out. Uh, anyway, he died. He was uh, he was banished from Rome for his murder, which, well, you know, I people, think fair. I don't. People talk about banishment back then as if it was like worse than the death penalty, and there might have been mechanisms that made that true, but I don't know what they could have possibly been. Uh, you have to live with foreigners. <laughs> oh, you have to live in a, in a different part of Italy? <laughs> you have to move no. one town over. I should make it clear, he was banished from Rome, not from Italy. <laughs> he just moves one town over. He's still allowed to visit. What a horrible way to go. I'm imagining him getting that verdict and still just throwing a tantrum in the courtroom. <laughs> What a what a weird justice system. Like you killed someone, you can't. That's kind of, I guess, what they're doing for the Wendy's drive-through. Is like he killed three people, uh, but probably he's going to be fine from now on. He got it out of his system, and it's just like that's someone else's problem now. Yeah, the only thing we don't know who this was, but the only thing we can be certain about is they'll never kill again. They've run out of murders. 
Every, Look, every three person... at a time is a lot to handle. I don't even know if they're looking for him. There was no description, no idea of who it is. It's just like, look, this happened. It's going to be fine. First of all, nobody freak out. <laughs> like, you're talking about it not making the news in Florida. It's not even making the police reports in Florida. <laughs> what a time. They've already reclassified those three people as COVID deaths. Uh, they're actually vaccine deaths. Mm. They got the the jab. One one kind of uh, uh, uh just to finish up, uh, he he uh, he died begging the Pope for a pardon at thirty eight of a fever, but people think he was poisoned by one of his many enemies, Caravaggio. I mean, one of the uh. issues with loving strip clubs is uh, following. Uh, um, following a lot of strippers who have a lot of very interesting beliefs about COVID. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Where do these strippers work? Areola 51? (laughs) I I ran. It should be so much easier. (laughs) Just bringing in other elements. An alien thing? They gotta have themes, right? Uh, gotta be... Not really. There's I one. Guess. There's a place. There's a famous vegan strip club that I think uh-huh. shut down uh, called Casa Diablo. That sucks. Um, What's vegan about it? There's no roast beef lips. Um. Yes. <laughs> there, there is a weird uh, uh, kind of tradition of, I don't think, I think it's the like strip clubs because they're technically uh, venues for performance. They're some of the few like bars in uh-huh. Portland that aren't required to serve hot food, but there is still a weird kind of tradition of strip clubs serving, like, like also being restaurants. There's a place called the yeah. Acropolis, which apparently has very good steak, but is also a strip club. And I'm not sure if the Acropolis... It sounds like the Acropolis would be Warhammer-themed, but I'm almost certain it's not. I would also suggest that it's not, having never heard of it. Um, Look, I think that there should be themes to strip clubs, okay? It's like mini-golf. You gotta have a theme to carry you through. Well, uh, in LA, I've never... Well, I don't think I've been to an L.A. strip club. Uh, I'm not rich, but okay. um, there is one called Jumbo's Debatable. Clown Room. Uh, that See, is that's clown, good. That is clown themed. So you should come visit. Perhaps I will. Bring your uh, wife. Uh, yeah, I would bring my wife to a strip club. I will say I brought my girlfriend to a strip club when she visited Portland, and we had an excellent time. It was fun. How much did it cost? Oh, who can remember these things? <laughs> you remember? No, I don't know. Exactly. If you just like, if you just tip dancers, like, uh, uh, like you can tip, you can tip dancers well, and just don't get like a an actual private dance, which is where you yeah. actually lose all your money. 
Uh, and it really is not that bad, especially in Portland where like you can get $3 beer. I guess that's fine. I might throw a roll of quarters on stage. Yeah. Go, what? <laughs> I'm not from here. Is this not what you do? <laughs> is the phrase not make it hail? Oh, it's rain? Whatever. Oh, now you don't well, take Canadian coins? Uh, yeah, and then you swipe your library card in their butt crack and pretend it's a credit card. As if you're trying to pull one over on them. Like they believe if it was a credit card that they do get the money. I think I think they might get the money. You are arrested for fraud. Uh, worth it, honestly. Uh, anyway. That's a good time. Um, yeah, go to a strip club or open a big business strip club to tie it all together and name it something good. Don't name it fucking Captain Blowhard's Tin. <laughs> name it Goldman, Goldman Nutsacks. Nice, dude. Gay strip club. No. <laughs> it's still all women. Is all women with golden truck nuts welded to their vagina. Yeah, to keep them from working anywhere else. Do you think strip clubs have non-compete clauses? I imagine... They don't. I mean, I don't know. If they don't, if they don't, it's because they did. And that was yeah. and, and action was taken because that is absolutely the kind of place or the kind of industry that would would do that willy nilly. That's fair. Look, if you work at a strip club, which you don't, I know who listens to this podcast. I know every single one of them. Um, look, if you stumble upon this and you work at a strip club, start a union. At Union Get Jacks. Work. Don't work there. I think there actually was, I don't know how it turned out, but there was uh, an attempt to unionize uh, strippers in Portland. I think that rules. I think they should be unionized. Yeah, They should be getting regular raises. They should be getting a pension. They should be getting um, mandatory 15-minute breaks every three hours. And they should pay more attention to me. That should be in their union collective. It's one of their demands. We should be allowed to pay more attention to Arthur. The manager's always stopping <laughs> us every time we get near it. <laughs> Getting pulled away with threats of firing. <laughs> um, anyway, on that note, we did a long episode. I did a whole monologue. Arthur refused to wash his hands, and I didn't say anything until now. That's not true. You went way too fast. There's no way you washed your hands. 
It was mostly hand washing. I just needed a moment to think. <laughs> you had to go to your notes and be like, "What? I need to read up on Caravaggio real quick. I didn't study enough." That's right. You brought yeah. it. You brought it so hard for your crime that I knew I had to step <laughs> my game up. Look, my crime tied into the sponsor of today's episode, um, murderers. <laughs> Okay. My crime. Go ahead. My crime tied. My crime tied into the other sponsor because it was about an Italian guy, and of course the Mario movie coming out in 2027. Let's start the show. Lock the gates. (laughs) Um, Let's let's do this. Um, That's the episode, folks. We, um, I got nothing else to say, but I feel like I should end on a philosophical note. Should end with a moral. Do you have a moral of the story? Moral of the episode? Uh, The episode? Uh, I guess the moral of the story is that I, I like talking with my friend Skill. It's a fun time, dude. We should do a double episode. Let's not do that. I have nothing else to talk about, clearly. Um, yeah. That's the episode. I hope you like it. I hope it's named something funny. God, Good night. If, if only there was a way we could control that. It's in God's hands. I hope the PR team comes up with a good title. Okay, thank you, Skill. Good night.